Here we are again, and tonight we're going to talk about the uh, last few weeks of the Spheres Omer cycle. We started last week talking about the 10 Spherot, the 10 mystical emanations, which is God used to create the world. And we use the metaphor of building a house. So we start out with what's called Kesser or desire, Ratzon. It's uh, a flash of inspiration to to do, to build a house. And that's the very point at the top of the letter Yud of God's name. Then comes the letter Yud, which represents Chachma, which is the insight, uh, inspiration, where you have the image in a split second, the light bulb above your head of the entire house that you want to build. And then comes, and that's masculine energy. It's an influx of just potential. Then comes this, the feminine dimension, Bina, which is to cut that inspiration down and to make it real, to weed out the practical from the impractical. And Bina is comprehension, cognition, and analysis to begin to draft those plans to build that house. And then comes Das. Das is connection, knowledge. It becomes part of you, where the idea now enters into the realm of emotion. You've thought about it, and now you begin to get inspired in an emotional way. And then comes the emotions. And this is really the journey from thought into action, the journey that God takes in his revelation of his infinite ephemeral oneness into a tangible world of reality, of his infinite will into the actual world of action. And this is a process that we all take in our own lives when we decide to bring our values into action. So then comes the emotions. And like we mentioned before, the mind cannot speak to the body. Judaism is all about action. It's not about creed, belief, loving God, believing in God, having love in your heart. That's not the goal because love, if it stays in your heart, right? What happens if you, uh, there are people called cardiac Jews. I have love for God in my heart. I have Judaism in my heart. But the problem is the goal of the heart is to pump blood throughout the body. So if the blood stays only in the heart, that's called a heart attack. So the goal is that the heart should inspire the body to action. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that much what you believe if it doesn't lead to action. So the whole process of Judaism really, in many ways, Kabbalistically, and the Torah itself is a journey from God's mind into the realm of, of the physical. Because God's ultimate desire, according to the Talmud, and it's expressed very much in Hasidic teachings, of Chabad especially, is that God desires more than anything to have a dwelling place below, that he should be with us in our everyday life. So it's necessary to inspire your emotions, to bring your ideals and your values into your life. If you want to go on a diet, if you want to quit smoking, it's not going to work just by analyzing the numbers and thinking about uh, how important it is to quit smoking. You have to feel it. You have to visualize, bring it into your emotions and let it hit home. And then it will lead to action. That's the foundation of all advertising, all marketing is appeal to the emotions. We have to do that in our own life. So in the emotions comes chesed. That's love, expansion, 
going beyond yourself, wanting to, desiring to expand this, this creation, this vision into reality. And then comes Gavura, that's the feminine energy of contraction again, of limitation, of fear, of recognizing the limitations on this vision, on the things, the potential things that can harm the vision, on needing to, the fearing what would happen if we don't succeed in our vision. And that leads to Teferis, which is a balance between love and fear of giving and receiving, which is the goal. The goal in all relationships and in all personal work is to come to that balance of concern for others and recognition of boundaries and concern for ourself. Individuality versus the greater good. We really need that balance. Uh, feel free to listen to the Kabbalah of Politics talk to get more on this idea. Next, this past week, last week and this week, we enter into the realm, getting closer to the realm of action. And that's through the expression of the next two spheres, which are called Netzach and Hod. Netzach means eternity or conquering. And that is the energy of going to war in order to accomplish your vision. And these next three uh, energies, Netzach, Hod, and then what's called Yesod, foundation, are they really mimic Chesed, Gevura, and Teferis. But now they take into account the other, the recipient of this building. Who's going to live in this building? And Netzach is the idea of going beyond yourself to give, but in the right measurement that's going to be beneficial for the other. So it has a connotation of conquering and eternity, eternality, um, fighting against the barriers that prevent you from bringing your vision into reality. But it also denotes the idea of giving, but this time very much having in mind what the recipient needs. How am I going to make this house perfect for the person who's going to live in it? Uh, if it's me alone, so it doesn't really so much apply. It's more for the other, the relationship, because it's all about ultimately relationship with other. And then comes hod. And hod, uh, the word hod is a very important word. There's a lot of meaning to the word hod. Um, it's often translated as splendor or light. The Torah, when Moses comes down from Mount Sinai, says, uh, for anyone who's ever heard the uh, the um, rumor that Jews have horns. So it comes from this verse in the Torah. When Moses comes down from Mount Sinai, it says that he had carne hod, which means rays of light, rays of splendor shining off his face. The word karen means a ray of light in Hebrew, but it also means a horn. And uh, Michelangelo and others misunderstood this based on the translation into Latin from the Greek of the Torah in the New Testament that translated ho uh, ray as horn. So they believed that Moses had horns. And if you see the famous statue of Moses that Michelangelo made, you see that he has horns on his head. So um, it means ray of light. It also denotes um, hoda, means to give thanks. The Jewish people are called Yehudim from the name Yehuda, which means one who gives thanks. And so hod means to give thanks, to be thankful. Hodu Lashem Kitov, it is always good to praise, to give thanks to God. And 
one last uh, connotation of the word hod is uh, has to do with humility. And the connection here is that it often takes tremendous humility to recognize our gratitude towards others. That without humility, without recognizing how much we owe to another person, it's very hard to truly give thanks. It takes a lot of bravery to be vulnerable, to recognize that you need another person. So that's the idea of hod. And what's this light? This light refers to the inner light within a person, uh, spiritual light. And uh, hod has to do also with submission. So whereas Netzach is overcoming the barriers that stand in the way of us building our house, hod has to do with submitting to the things that we can't overcome, recognizing that there are sometimes we have to be strong and sometimes we have to be weak and passive and know when to stand up and fight and know when to let go and to give in. And there are some things that we have to go with. Sometimes we have to go with the flow. And the hod is also related to the idea of the uh, Torah Shobalpah, the the oral Torah. And on this week coming up on Thursday night is the 33rd day of the Omer count which corresponds to the energy of Hod Shabahod, the Hod of the Hod, which refers to the inner light of the oral Torah. And that corresponds to the teachings of Kabbalah. And it's a very, very uh, special Kabbalistic holiday called Lagba Omer, 33rd day of the Omer, where we celebrate the death of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who was the primary teacher of Kabbalah, of the Zohar, which he revealed much, much of it was written on the day that he passed away, which was on the 33rd day of the Omer count. So that's coming up. Stay tuned. We are going to talk about that hopefully in depth uh, in a couple of days. Um, after Hod comes Yesod. And Yesod is uh, on the body. By the way, we these all also correspond to parts of the body. I forgot to mention that. Chachma. <laughs> uh, Kesser, we said the crown is above the head. That that has to do with the spiritual light that descends upon a person from their soul. Chachma refers to right brain, Bina is left brain, which works out that right brain is the uh, creative side of the brain, left brain is the mathematical side of the brain. Then comes Das, which is like the medulla, where the brain connects to the to the spine. Then uh, Chesed is the right arm, Gevur is the left arm, Teferis is the chest, Netzach is the right leg. Hod is the left leg, and Yesod is the reproductive center of the body. And um, you can think of these almost as chakras or energy centers in the body. Yesod is about giving over this idea to make it real. It's the connector that connects between the mind, the heart, and the recipient, and that's really the uh, the act of procreation is bringing down a spiritual light, which starts in the soul, descends through the brain, through the emotions, to the body, and into reality. That that's actually the most godly thing we can do is to create life. So that's that's the idea of Yesod, found, translated as foundation, foundation of a person, and this corresponds to the letter 
well, really the letter Vav of God's name corresponds to these six energies, Chesed, Kavur, Tefres, Netzach, and Yesod. But especially Yesod is, re, re, corresponds to the number six and the letter Vav, which is a connector. And in a, there's a verse that we say in from uh, from the book of of uh, on the Tanakh, which we say on Shabbos when we take out the Sefer the Torah scroll, we say Lecha Hashem Hagedula Vahagavura Vateferes Vanetzach Vahod Kikol B'Shemayim Ba'Aretz Ki Hashem Ki Hashem Hamalucha, and I'll translate it as. We say to you, God is Chesed, uh, Gedula, which means greatness. That's expansion. That's Chesed, Vagavura, strength, Vateferis, harmony, beauty, Vahod, Hod, splendor, Vanetzach, sorry, Netzach, eternality, conquering, Vahod, splendor, submission, humility, thanks. He, everything that is in heaven and earth and that is Yisod, the connector between heaven and earth it brings spirituality into physicality that's the idea of the bris the bris is a covenant between us and God which takes place in the most physical part in the body which is also the most spiritual part in the body because that is the place where we bring souls into this world and then Ki Hashem Hamalucha then comes the tenth energy which is called Malchus Malchus corresponds to the feminine attribute of receiving. That's the mother earth. That's the wife, the bride, the one that receives all of this energy and then gives birth. And that's the idea of revelation. Malchus means kingship. It's God's kingship that is revealed on earth that starts with a crown on the head and it ends up with a nation that is in submission to this incredible idea. That's the house that we finally built. Yisod is transmitting it all into the actual building. And then Malchus is the, act, is the child that's born from that process or the pregnancy that occurs within the, within the feminine aspect, which is making the intangible tangible, taking the inspirational and make it making it practical and that's that's really the process of creation and uh of course after we count these 49 days comes the giving of the torah we've essentially worked through all the different elements of our own personality on the week of chesed we work on being kinder giving going beyond ourselves being more extroverted thinking about others more than on the week of Gevura, we work on having better boundaries, a little more respect, perhaps for others, respect for ourselves, individuality. Then comes Teferis, thinking about how we can have greater balance in our life, focusing on learning of Torah, which is embodied in the idea of Teferis, which is uh, teaching us the way to be balanced in a harmonious life, a holistic life that unites all the different aspects of the world. Then on the week of Netzach, we think about how we can conquer the things that that pull us away from our goals. And the week of Hod, we think about how we can be a little bit more giving, how we can give in more to others or to challenges that maybe it's not the right time to fight. 
And the week of Yesod, we, we focus on relationship. How can I be more in tune to those in my life? How can be, I be a better giver? How can I share my ideas in a way that is more understood and received better by those around me? How can I connect deeper to the people in my life? And then the week of Malchus is really a day of expression. How can I express my deepest ideas in a real way? How can I focus on expressing God's will in everything that I do? And that's really the, the journey of the Ten Spheros. There's so much more to talk about. This is really just scratching the surface. And the, the Malchus is, uh, corresponds to the last letter of God's name, the He at the end, which uh, is really a letter of of the Shekhinah, the divine presence, which is God's revelation on earth. So something that I, I like to explain when once we've gone through the Ten Spheres is that this is really the, the tefillin that is worn by men on a daily basis really represent this process. The tefillin goes on the head, uh, above, really above the head, uh, between the eyes, but above. And that corresponds to Kesser, to the crown, and then it wraps around the brain, right brain, left brain. And then there's a knot that goes right at the medulla, at the bump on the back of your head. And that corresponds to das. And then the two straps flow down over the heart. That represents the our thoughts going into our emotions. Then the arm to fill in is touching the heart. So that's where the heart, the emotions go into action. And then it wraps down our arm seven times into our hand, leading to the realm of action. And the meditation when we put on tefillin every day is that the oneness of God, which is in the tefillin, should permeate, permutate into every aspect of our life. And just like God is one, we also have to learn to be unified in all that all of our actions, all of our doings throughout the day should be in line with our deepest values. And that at the end of the day is the essence of our job as Jews, is to learn to unify every aspect of the world, every experience, every pleasure, how we do business, how we speak, how we conduct our personal lives with our families, with our spouse, with our children, every single thing, our health, how we, what we eat, what we say, it's all part of our relationship with spirituality and connection to God, essentially bringing the highest spiritual levels into the lowest physical places.